So the fact that I didn't want to be in this body, I don't want to be in this body. I didn't emotionally want to accept that I was. And since our bodies are vessels of truth, our body is not in a line with what is. Yeah. So I had to accept that this is what it is and that I'm still worthy. I'm still lovable. I still don't want to be 300 pounds. And I feel in this new space of connection and truth that I won't be forever. And I have this piece that it's not this race to get to health. It's this journey to slowing down and listening to my body and listening to what is true. And I'm noticing that I know when I'm full now. Before you even step on the scales, consider this. Weight loss is 99% mindset, and when that head hunger kicks in, no amount of food will feed it. Does that sound familiar? Welcome to Simmons Stories Around the World podcast. I'm Carolyn West, a therapist and coach. If you can relate to head hunger, eating food on autopilot, then this is your safe space. Here you will find heartfelt weight loss Simmons stories and celebrate the honesty of those guests who share their ups and downs and everything in between. You know you need to change your health and are ready to step into a different energy. To make that mind-body connection, I'm so glad to welcome you. Feel free to click on the link in the show notes and say hi in our Facebook group. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Slimming Stories. It's nice to have you back. It's nice to have you back listening. And all that I'm going to start by saying is technical difficulties are yeah they've been rife in October and November with the website getting published with some things to do with the podcast lots of things that have been kind of thrown in the mix to put me off guard and it has done but I'm, I'm not giving in I'm not giving in I'm, I'm back today publishing another episode and where do we stand in those moments when things feel too difficult what do we do What's our go-to comfort? Today's guest, Alicia Black, talks all about that moment of feeling, that real excitement of being able to lose weight, having a YouTube channel and documenting all of this and then finding herself in a really difficult circumstance at home that, that felt really, really, really difficult and turning to food as a comfort. And Alicia Black is is an absolute joy to interview. She's really honest. She puts it all out there. And I want you to really lean into her message and what this can mean for you too. And if maybe during lockdown, the weight has creeped back on and you're struggling just to make that mind-body connection, I'm sure there'll be lots of takeaways from Alicia's story today. And Alicia is now going to document her journey on a podcast and that's why I thought I'd have her on, just to kind of give her a bit of a head start. Maybe if you listen to me on this podcast, you might want to go over and say hi and give her a bit of encouragement. And she's looking to lose, I believe, around £300 to get to her target weight. So here's introducing Alicia Black to her episode of Slimming Stories. Enjoy. The reason that I've invited you on, Alicia, is people that have listened to the show for quite a while will know that I'm all about be honest, weight loss journey. And I understand that this is something that you're looking to document. And I just want to start by 
asking you just to explain to the listeners a little bit about your your weight loss journey and also about how you used to document that and how you're looking to document that going forward. I think it was 2018, actually. I started, I just felt like I was 300 pounds and I just did not like to be in this body. And so I got a little bit of energy work. I don't know if you've heard of, I'm sure you've heard of energy work where they had, you know, I had like some suppressed anger and all this, and I had a process and I just felt like, okay, I'm ready to do this. So I created a YouTube channel and an Instagram page. And I did my first YouTube video and said, I'm going to do whatever it takes to lose weight. And I went on this journey taking isogenics for my weight loss journey. They are meal replacements. Hmm. And we had, you know, a shake for breakfast, a shake for lunch, and then I would have dinner. I documented almost daily, especially for the first three or four months. And I would get on the scale. And once a month, I would get on the scale and I would tell everybody what I was weighing. And I did so good. And I just remember feeling so amazing. And I felt like, I had the answer. I wanted to be a life coach. I wanted to help everybody come to this place. And, but one thing I didn't understand is why did I finally want to do it? Like, I didn't really know how to recreate that for someone else. I could tell them about my experience, but I didn't know how to help them get there. And so that is one thing um, that I have learned since then. So fast forward 10 months later, I had lost 85 pounds and I felt so amazing as I was getting better and I was feeling so good. I remember sitting on the side of my bed and my husband just felt like he was holding me back and we've had a toxic relationship. We've been codependent on each other. You know, I've had my food addiction. He's had his addictions. And so for one of us to kind of get doing better and he kind of felt stuck, I think that was part of the reason why he felt depressed. And I realized that he was having suicidal thoughts and he just felt like I, he would say something like, I I just feel like you're better off without me. You're holding me back. And so that really started to put me on this path of fear. And we went and got counseling and he got on a medication that he was previously addicted to. And that was the moment that I went into fear and I couldn't handle, I couldn't not eat anymore. So I had gone a whole year without sugar. And because I had all of these fears, all these feelings of fear, I couldn't, didn't know how to deal with them without the food. So I remember on my YouTube channel, if you go through, I have so many videos, it would be hard to find, but you could see kind of where I made my changes and I started to get into fear, but I couldn't tell people what was happening for my husband's privacy. He's given me permission to talk about it now, but at the time he didn't want anyone to know because everybody knew about his previous issues. I wanted to be loyal to him and all those things. And so I had to hold all of this in all the secrets and the fear of what's going to happen because I know what happens when he takes this medication. And so every single day I went and bought these cookies that were huge, huge. And I just had to eat those cookies every single day. And I didn't know why. And you know how people say that food doesn't taste as skinny feels in those moments. I didn't believe that. I felt emotionally like I did not know how 
to handle these things without the food. I did not learn how to do that. And I didn't, I was just lost. And so eventually I just kept, I just gained more and gained more and gained more. And I was doing videos here and there, and I was trying a new thing and I was trying to get myself, pick myself back up and I just couldn't do it. And I think it was like two years that I just tried to start losing weight. If I could just start losing weight again, then I would be okay. And I would be back to being worthy. Right. Mm -hmm. And eventually I gained all of that weight back. And once that happened, I just, as I started gaining it, back I just started to feel this shame and this heaviness in in my in my heart and I was embarrassed you know I publicly was showing this journey of losing weight on social media and everybody was noticing and everybody was saying things to me and I would literally remember when I saw somebody and they told me that I looked good or that they noticed that I was losing weight I would have this mental picture in my mind because it would mean so much to me I wanted that approval from people. And so then when I started to gain weight, like, for example, my neighbor, I remember her saying, oh, my husband saw you walking outside to get the mail and he just noticed how skinny you were getting. And I remembered that comment the next time I saw him. And then I didn't want to see him because I didn't want him to notice that I was getting big again. So it just started this cycle of shame and then it became depression not to a point of suicide I never have gotten that dark but to the point where I just wanted to stay in bed and to the point where I didn't even want to take care of my kids I have four kids and I love being a mom it is everything to me and I've always loved being a mom it was like the one thing that I felt good about me was was being a mom yeah and I remember my son just saying, mom, why are you so sad all the time? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just, I can't pretend anymore. I just, I'm just not happy. Mm. And that was hard because I, I cried a lot at that time. Being in the spotlight, I know can be a little bit tricky. And I know from doing the podcast myself, and I know from doing some episodes where I, I remember giving up sugar, I think for like four or five months and I remember saying, right, okay, this is a month, I'm going to go for this. And then, you know, I've re- recorded the podcast, the podcast is there, the episode is there, it's evergreen, anybody can listen to that at any point and, and feeling that all eyes are on you. And did you ever feel that when you used to, to get in front of the face to camera and, and publish to YouTube that actually these people are watching, these people are cheering me on? And how do I, how do I show up on social media and be, and be honest to my journey without disappointing these people? Oh, definitely. Oh, I felt that so much. And I think that's why I did so good for so long because I didn't have a lot of hiccups, which was interesting when you're as heavy as I am, usually you'll have setbacks, but it was like a forward going, hardly had any trial in that nine, 10 months that I was losing weight. It was kind of like a miracle happened to me and I didn't know what happened, but that's why when, but definitely I think that's what kept me going was knowing that people were watching me. But once I hit that point of fear, 
I didn't know how to deal with that emotion without using food because that's how I've always got through those things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the good thing with food is we can eat the food and push that emotion down and, you know, try and keep it suppressed. And then when you're in, yeah, when you're in, in the situation where you're shown up on social media, it's like, well, what do I do? Do I, do I stop? Do I just pretend? Do I wear that? Do I wear that mask? And I think whether you're on, you know, on Instagram or YouTube or wherever you're showing up on social media, because I know a lot of people that listen to this are on social media, a lot of people on Instagram and they post pictures about the weight loss and fitness journey. There's a mask for every occasion. And we're used to, you know, we're used to wearing masks, aren't we, whether that's out within our corporate roles or whether, you know, we're wanting to show our parents that we're okay when maybe things aren't okay. We, we try and protect people, don't we? But when you're on social media, it's very, very tempting. <laughs> it's very, very easy to, to let that mask continue. And I think the hardest thing, one of the hardest things is when you're not feeling it, to show up and, and be your true self. So how was that? And how did it come to the point of where you thought, I need to show up and, and be my true self or did you just choose to stop the channel? No, I still have the channel and I'm still posting on it once in a while. What I did notice is that people weren't wanting to watch my videos as much when I wasn't successful. Right. The videos I got the most comments on are the videos that I had before and after pictures. They didn't want to hear the struggle. I only had, I think, like 300 followers on Instagram, but that's what I noticed when I was struggling. It was like people didn't know what to say. They didn't know how to support me. But when I was doing good, it was like, yes, you know, they were so proud. I'm so proud of you. So people didn't really know how to show up and support me when it was when I started to fall. Mm -hmm. So that was hard because I felt like, okay, well, I'm I want to be real on this journey, but I also feel alone because nobody wants to hear it that's what I felt nobody wants to hear the bad stuff and then coming from that place of recognizing that you know your husband it's that sounds horrendous having to go through that that dark time and feeling within that you, you couldn't be the the mother that you wanted to be to your, your four children how did those steps to coming out of that dark place start how did the positive steps look to to thinking okay this is this is dark and things need to change what happened or what took place to to make you believe to make you believe that it was actually hope of getting getting out of that dark place that is such a good question so the first thing that I started to do was remembering what I used to love to do when I was little and I am a performer and so I started to sing again and I made a TikTok channel and I just started to sing. That's why like that video that you saw is a little clip of a song that I did. And I did a lot of these little clips and just put them on TikTok. And then I would share them on my Instagram and my Facebook because that was something that made me feel good is to just be able to sing and use my talents. So that was one of the first things that I did. 
but it still didn't get me to that place of love and acceptance until I just took this 12 week class where I met this amazing lady that taught me how to breathe. (laughs) That's the first thing she says is to breathe, to meditate and start to own the truth. And so that's where I am and it has been life-changing for me. So just learning that we're not breathing, you know, having a deep breath, accepting where we're at. Like I was telling you, when you start to gain weight, your soul and your body's not connected anymore. This is my experience is you are rejecting your body because it's not what you want to be. So you're ignoring it. You don't even want to look at it. I'll look at you when you look better. And your soul is saying, hey, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't listen to you either because I need that body to be aligned for for you to actually see the truth. So we are so disconnected with the truth and with ourselves because we don't want to be what we are. Hmm. So the fact that I didn't want to be in this body. I don't want to be in this body. I didn't emotionally want to accept that I was. And since our bodies are vessels of truth, our body is not in a line with what is. Yeah. So I had to accept that this is what it is and that I'm still worthy. I'm still lovable. I still don't want to be 300 pounds. And I feel in this new space of connection and truth that I won't be forever. And I have this piece that it's not this race to get to health. It's this journey to slowing down and listening to my body and listening to what is true. And I'm noticing that I know when I'm full now. And I don't know if you've experienced a conversation with somebody who's talking about intuitive eating and this, a heavy person or somebody with a food addiction says, well, if I do intuitive eating, I'm going to want, my body's telling me I want ice cream. My body is telling me I want cookies. And I'm telling you that is so true when you are not aligned with truth. And when you're not aligned with your soul and your body, it actually physically feels like that's what you want because our brain says, Hey, this is going to make us feel better. That's what we need. And so it's crazy. I just barely had this epiphany about that because now that I'm centered with myself, I'm like, yeah, my body doesn't want that. Exactly. It makes sense. And if you think of all the times that throughout your life you've had ice cream, whether that's on the beach or with family, it's all happy times. Those happy, those happy moments that you've, you've tasted this, this sweet, sticky taste of ice cream. And that's, you know, that's been, that's been recognized by your subconscious and it's kept it and it's held onto it. So when you're feeling when you're feeling in need, when you're feeling in comfort, what are you going to go to? You're going to go to the ice cream or you're going to go to the cake, the birthday cake. You want that happy feeling, don't you? That celebration, that, that joyous feeling. Why would you not go to that? Because your subconscious knows 
but just a minute you had that on this day and on this day and on this day and when you did that you was really happy you was walking on the beach you was eating the ice cream it was all those happy emotions that, that came flooding back so it makes absolute sense that your subconscious is, is giving you this information because your subconscious wants to serve you your subconscious wants to give you exactly what you believe that you need to keep you happy and that's exactly that's exactly what it does until so we take a moment to actually actually question and when you talk about intuitive eating you may have heard of how sometimes when people are really struggling to connect to that that sensation of of being full having overeating for years and years and years there's one technique that people can try and actually eat their food with a blindfold on now you may now you may laugh and it sounds ridiculous but it's because we we eat with our imagination we connect to those those visual things that we see on the plate and we eat with our imagination and you know think about when you went to a restaurant that you loved and you read in the menu and nowhere on that menu does it say dead fish and vegetables it doesn't does it it says you know steamed fish and you know, garlic you know sauce and all, all the rest of it to make it sound luxurious and, and appetizing and that's exactly what happens when we sit there with our imagination that connects to our subconscious when we sit down to a meal and actually taking all of that away taking the visual away with a blindfold eating your meal and actually thinking am i full asking yourself am i full and there are studies that have been done with this technique throughout the world. And most people that try this do not finish the whole of their meal. And they're, they're the people that will say, well, I, eat, I clean my plate, I eat everything on the plate. They don't because they've, they've taken away that visual, that visual. And whether it's a, a visual connection to that food that you, you're looking for, whether, you know, your mind's eye, you're thinking of that the advert on the TV, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Cart Door as, I'm, as I'm talking about this now, you know, there's, there's wonderful creative adverts or whether you're thinking about that moment when you was a child on the beach, whatever that thing is, there is a way to interrupt that noise. And that's why I love hypnotherapy within this process of, of weight loss to really get to the, the core of, of what's causing these emotions, these feelings that it can also come up within meditation, like you said, being mindful. And I just want to congratulate you for, for taking those steps and, and taking that time to be quiet. And I, I feel like I'm, I'm on repeat now, but just listen to this. You know, stillness, to be still, it's, it's crazy, I know, but to actually be still, be with yourself. And there's, there's so many other things that, you know, you can do that, you know, especially when you've got four children, my, my goodness, it's such a precious gift to give yourself just to be to be still and have that have that internal conversation with yourself because we're pulled in so many directions whether you're working or you're not working you're a full-time mom that there's so many there's so many things within our daily routine that we can be doing but choosing to stop and be still is an absolute game changer so so when you started to meditate and you started to invest in this routine if you just want to tell our listeners what were the first things that you you noticed about that routine yes yeah, so one of the blocks that i had 
my mentor asked me, asked our whole class to close our eyes and say, I belong to me. So take a big, deep breath and say, I belong to me. And I felt, I couldn't breathe. I was like, oh, I didn't want to belong to me. And it was something that I think maybe a lot of heavy women feel. If I belong to me, then that means this 300 pound body is my fault. And I can't blame anyone else for this. And and if I can't blame anyone else for this, then, then, then I'm the one to blame. And I don't want to be the one to blame. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I didn't want to be responsible for where I am. And that was holding me back because I was not wanting to look at the truth. So I connected that with a belief that So when I was young, I had a really great, happy childhood that I felt loving, love and acceptance from my parents, but I had to be a good girl. I had to do what they asked me to do. They didn't really want me to marry the the man that I married. And I went to prove to them that I did the right thing by making sure he was fixed and good so that then I could belong back with my parents again. So I was able to let go of the fact that I don't need to belong to my parents. They love me unconditionally, but it was one of those beliefs that I was attached to. Mm. I needed that acceptance because that's what I was used to. Um, And so I could let that go. That was a huge piece. So if somebody was to say, I belong to me and it doesn't feel right. Now I can say that and just feel freedom and feel, feel connected to me. Yeah. Feel my power. And it feels, um, it feels quiet and peaceful. But before that, I knew there was some work I had to do because I didn't feel that it felt dissonant. It felt like there was something wrong. And that's when you know there's something underneath the emotion that you need to deal with. You know, what does it mean? If you belong to you, what does that mean? What are you telling yourself? And then you can get to why you don't want to belong to yourself and then let go of that. And that's been huge breathing. So one other thing my mentor said to do is to breathe uh, like a four seconds in, hold it. And while I'm holding it, I am imagining love just just permeating my body. I'm just imagining love coming into my heart as I'm holding it for about four or five seconds. And then I'm releasing, letting it go. And it's very powerful. um, Just giving yourself that love and to breathe is receiving. So your body is actually receiving when you are breathing, it is letting it in. It's letting that love in. And when you're holding your breath is when you're rejecting. So that's another thing I learned. Um, Meditation. I've been doing a Joe Dispenza meditation every day, imagining the life that I want to have in my future. And The reason why I want to get healthy is not because I want everyone else's approval anymore. It's because I want to live a free, fulfilling life. I want to live a life where I'm running with my kids, where eventually I can take my grandkids on a hike, where I could go with my husband and feel free to walk up a mountain because he loves hiking. And right now it's hard just to get out of the couch. 
So before I wanted to lose weight to feel worthy and accepted by everyone else. And now I want to lose weight because I want to feel free from the burden of a big body so that I can live this amazing life that God has set out for me. And I also realized that the whole journey of me losing and gaining that weight was absolutely perfect because I learned more than I could have ever learned by going through that experience, knowing that my acceptance was contingent on my size and my losing weight. And now I love and accept myself and I love this body that I'm in and I'm grateful. And I know that I will get healthy because I'm releasing all of this emotional weight and I know that my body will follow it. Absolutely. And I think that the stories that we tell ourselves, the things that we hold on to for years and years, we, we can't we can't really articulate how how deep those those things can can actually go and, and the effect that they can have on our lives. So the fact that you were in that place, that really dark place, and then you've been able to start to take the steps and recognize that this isn't about being a certain number on the scale a certain size this is all about that reconnection that reconnection with your your mind and your body and how many times have we heard the the phrase that you know you need to do this for yourself don't do it for somebody else but finally you, you're doing it for the right reasons and they're they're fantastic reasons and the reason why I first connected to you recently was because you mentioned doing a podcast talking about the journey of of being a lady that, that needs to lose weight and documenting that. And I thought, I'm, I'm going to have to get you on the podcast because while a lot of the guests I have on or most of the guests I have on, it's all about, you know, this is how somebody was before the lost weight. This is how they are now. I wanted to bring you on just to really connect to that that moment, that point of being motivated, being inspired at the start of, of the journey. And there's going to be a lot of people that listen to this podcast today that will be able to, to really connect with this and to, and to say that, you know, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's absolutely okay. No matter where you are on your weight loss journey, it's, it's okay. And you can start to start that journey of, of really connecting to your health and your mind and your body. You don't have to be in your twenties. You may have had, you know, life experiences that have been challenging, but it's okay. And you, you know, you just need to start. And I love the fact that you're, you're doing that. And what a gift that you know you're you're giving back to your family. So I believe that you started the podcast, which is fantastic. And I've just been giving you a couple of tips before we start to record on there. So what is the name of your your podcast going to be? So the name came to me when I was meditating one day, and I had this thought finding myself through obesity and I was like oh man that's interesting I wrote it down and that's the name of my podcast and the reason why it's interesting is because we feel like we will find ourselves once we are on the other side yeah once we are skinny and we are healthy then we'll find ourselves but I felt like God was telling me you need to find yourself through this Absolutely. The obesity. And so that's the name of the podcast. And I am 
documenting the journey of doing it a new way, not just restriction, not just diet, not just exercise, but actually releasing the emotional weight, aligning with truth, aligning with truth, which means you're aligning your body and your soul, loving what is and listening to your body. And then eventually the emotional weight will let go. And I believe that the physical weight will follow. It was quite interesting when you said about when you was on social media, you used to get lots of follows with the transformation story, but not with the honesty of of when the weight started to go back on. Because within the social media space that I'm within, especially within Simmon World and and the listeners that that follow that plan, I know a lot of guests that have been on on the show that sometimes might go through a period of putting a couple of stone back on, and then losing it again or having those difficult patches. But actually, they're the times where people just tend to like swarm in and, and support one another. So it's quite interesting that for whatever reason that that didn't happen for you then. But I do feel now, especially being on the podcast today, that you'll obviously gain some some new followers and you will have the support because we need to be honest. We need to be honest about this. We, you know, we don't need to, to sugarcoat it. And I mentioned before we started to record in the that weight loss is never about the weight it's it's whatever you know you're trying to push down and the fact that you know you've recognized this you've found a way to to help that within meditation that yeah it's, it's a fantastic thing and only good things can come I believe from just being open and honest talking about it getting that conversation out there and allowing people to find you that are on that same that same journey we use that word journey don't we it's so cringy but I have to say it on that same journey and yeah you'll you'll help inspire other people on the way so I think it's absolutely fantastic so if you're on Instagram what's your Instagram handle Alicia so my Instagram is healthy.mama m-o-m-m-a dot journey that word (laughs) (laughs) and then my personal one is alicia a-l-e-i-s-h-a underscore black underscore and so that's my instagram and then i'm on tiktok also alicia black i'm trying to decide if i want to combine because i have the two i started that healthy mama journey when i started my weight loss in 2018 right and i just kept it going and so that's why I have two, but we'll just go with that right now. And then I also have a website. It's uh, findingmyselfthroughobesity.com. And you can find my podcast on that. And I'm doing a blog and all my social media. You should be able to find me on that oh. also. Now, I wish you all the, all the success. And yeah, I mean, another thing to say is that when Alicia started talking about, you know, connecting to things that, that light up that make it happen she spoke about the singing and just just releasing that 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 voice to the world through tiktok my goodness tiktok amazing isn't it that we can we can go on tiktok do all these fancy moves but especially for somebody like you alicia that's got this talent um for the first time on slimming stories around the world i will be leading out with alicia's Alicia's song so she's going to be singing and leading out the podcast episode and I can remember finding one of her TikToks I don't even know why it came up but obviously it came up and I was I was thinking is Alicia 
is she lip syncing this song? I couldn't quite figure it out. I thought, no, this isn't this isn't right. And no, that that was your that was your voice, which is pretty amazing to be fair. So I'm going to add a link as well in the show notes. So if you listen right to the end, you'll hear Alicia. And if you just click on a link in the show notes, she's going to send me another another handle for something, probably to Spotify or wherever wherever we're going to listen to Alicia, and then you can. Yeah, you can hear her and I'm sure that you'll all be following her and encouraging her along the way. So thank you so much, Alicia, for being on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And I just want anyone to know if they are in a place where they are wanting to lose weight and they just don't know why they can't get themselves to do it, that they can come along with me on my podcast because I'm right there with you. Fabulous. Fantastic. That's been great. You take care. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks. I think this episode really embodies the power of the human spirit and everyone has got a weight to carry and it just shows you that even when things have been difficult you can give yourself that power to to go forward and take steps to make those positive changes and that's exactly what Alicia is doing now and I'm so pleased that she's been able to do this and I'm so pleased that she's not stuck in the past looking back on her journey with her YouTube channel and she's going forward with this. And it's really interesting to to document this and no doubt we'll be meeting Alicia again next year and just to catch up and see how she's going with that weight loss. And yeah, it's been a great episode. I've, I've loved it. And if you want to encourage Alicia along the way, you can find her over on Instagram at Finding Myself Through Obesity. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. If you're new to Slimming Stories around the world, please hit subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. And if you've got the time, if you can leave a review, that would mean the world to me. Have a great week ahead. Until next time, take care. Lost touch with my soul I had nowhere to turn I had nowhere to go Lost sight of my dream Thought it would be the end of me I thought I'd never make it through I had no hope to hold on to I thought I would break I didn't know my own strength and I crashed down and I tumbled, but I did not crumble. I got through all the pain. I didn't know my own strength, survived my darkest hour. My faith kept me alive. I picked myself back up, hold my head up high. I was not built to break. I didn't know my own strength. hope in my heart I found the light to life, my way out of the dark, found all that I need here inside of me I thought I'd never find my way I thought I'd never lift that weight I thought I would break I didn't know my own strength and I crashed down I did not crumble. I got through all the pain. I didn't know my own strength.
like a star, my faith kept me alive. I picked myself back up, hold my head up high. I was not built to break. I didn't know my own strength. There were so many times I wondered how I get through the night. It's all I could take. When I crashed down and I tumbled, but I did not. My darkest hour, my faith kept me alive. I picked myself back up, hold my hand.